WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group, general manager at the Sibylla Masters Fund, and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and the Sibylla Masters Fund. Jillian is the co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. She's a global speaker and a contributing author to numerous books and publications on the subject of gender lens investing. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on your mind today? Hi, Anne. I've got Dan Keane on my mind. Uh, Dan Keane is a good friend, an investor, an entrepreneur. He's an advisor to founders, and he's with us right here on CEO Coach today. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Anne and Jillian. So happy to be here. Great. Uh, Dan, tell our listeners a little bit about you, and uh, then we'll explain why we asked you to come join us. Awesome. Yeah, terrific. I am 20-year startup veteran, as you mentioned. I've been a founder, an early sec, an investor, an advisor. Um, I feel my passion by working with our early-stage ventures, whether from the inside or from the outside advising or investing, and I love to coach new startups. I'm currently an angel investor and a founding CMO for a company called Wisely, which is actually a fintech company based in India. And before that, I had three previous startups, all of which had uh, exits. And I started back in the mid-90s during the dot-com era, so I've had quite a ride. Yes, indeed. And um, hopefully we'll have some time for some stories from that wild ride uh, and so on. So uh, just today, one of the reasons we asked you on the show is you're about to launch your own podcast. And I was hoping you could explain uh, a little bit about what that podcast is going to be about and maybe even what made you do it. Sure, sure. Uh, The podcast is going to be called Founders Unfound. So a little bit about what sort of led to founding it. It essentially is a way to spotlight founders of underrepresented backgrounds. I've been in the startup world for 20 years, as I mentioned before, Uh, been fortunate to have some success. But as I looked around, I see that there aren't as many people who look like me, who sound like me. And I wondered why, why is that? I have a pretty unique background, a mixed race. My dad is from Kenya, my mom is uh, from rural Maine. And that's been a really interesting lens for me to look through the world and to build my network in the startup uh, space. But I did some research and found that the National Venture Capital Association says that less than 1% of deals go to underrepresented founders from venture capitalists. So again, I asked, why is that? And so I dug in and there's a lot of the common refrains of that there isn't pipeline, um, where are the deals, where are the entrepreneurs? And I started to do some research on Google and it didn't take very long for me to quickly see that they're out there. And so I said, what's the way that I can empower 
that I can help, that I can create awareness for these entrepreneurs. Uh, and that's what led to the idea for doing, at first, a blog. Uh, but I was convinced that a podcast in, in today's media era is really the way to go. And so that was sort of how we got started. Okay. So what you're saying is first a blog and now a podcast. The object is to create awareness for this, uh, these underrepresented founders. Um, I would agree with you. I work uh, deeply with Anne on the gender lens investment space, of course, and you're working on everything from racial and ethnicity to even underrepresented areas of the country. Um, so even location can have underrepresentation. Uh, but as we look at these things, I would agree with you. Uh, the answer to the common lament, we just don't get much deal flow from fill in the blank is because they don't see them. Um, they're not getting access and, uh, and so on. I know that I explained to you one uh, to maybe a thousand people already that I've sat on panels with uh, fellow colleagues in the venture capital world. And these gentlemen have no problem answering the question, how do we get a meeting with you? With the answer, it helps if a friend recommends you. And if that's how you get to see a VC, then everybody's staring at their navel and the only people who get in are the people who run in the same circles and people tend to run in the same circles as themselves and the isolation continues and increases over time. So I think just creating awareness with the podcast is gonna be really interesting. Um, but I guess early on, I'm gonna counsel you, don't just build it and they'll come, build it and promote it and they'll come. We're gonna to have to get it literally in front of the eyeballs of the people that matter over time. So this will be interesting. Um, tell us a little bit about what it will contain. How is this podcast going to look? Sure. So we want to focus on storytelling. And so one of the things that I believe is that people who come from underrepresented backgrounds really have, in my opinion, superhero powers because they have to deal with all of the uh, normal quote-unquote uh, challenges that most entrepreneurs face. It's lonely at the beginning. It's stressful and you're driven through the growth era. There's chaos. There's uh, uh, sudden uh, hiccups that happen. There's pivots that happen. And so that's a, that's a really tough journey. And people who do it tend to um, opt in for that. But on top of that, these founders have to face all these additional hurdles that comes along with whatever the quote unquote um, either a disadvantage they have um, or bias that they must face. And so we believe that bringing out the stories will really highlight them as leaders, as persevering entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about obviously the opportunity they're going after, how big it is, the traction they have, how they're uniquely solving their problems. But we want to get into the heart of who they are, why they're doing what they do, and why they're being successful at it. It's all kinds of good sense to me. Um, and I would agree about this concept of superpowers. Um, and we have a colleague, uh, Evelyn Buchatsky, uh, with One Way Ventures. Um, that, that's right. And she, uh, One Way Ventures invests solely in companies founded by immigrants because uh, they have the kind of superpowers that Dan's talking about. They, uh, as she says, um, there's no plan B for immigrants. Uh, they don't have return tickets. They have to make it work despite whatever biases they come up against. And they have found that 
the business case for their company to invest in immigrant companies is very much related to that grit because and that drive to succeed. And they have actually found that their data shows that those companies uh, are almost uniformly successful. That is- I can believe it. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I agree. Uh, Evelyn did say that the, she and her colleagues just kind of had a venture fund they were just beginning with. And when they looked at their early portfolios, they realized that two a one, um, the, uh, the successful ones were from immigrant founders. So that was interesting and it led them down their path and they are themselves immigrants. So by immigrants, for immigrants. And uh, Anne and I are going down that path again, gender lens kind of by women, for women in this case, but uh, we do have both men and women investing in the fund and that's pretty exciting too because it takes both genders to fix it. So as I look at underrepresented founders, do you have um, any statistics around this yet? And if not, it will be very exciting as you have your podcast and gather these founders uh, to see how their companies proceed over time, especially if they do gain access to capital because of your um, highlighting what they do and how they're doing it. Yeah, I think it's going to be very exciting, and uh, we're going to keep track and follow up with our founders. Um, Our hope is to do six months catch-ups where we see where they are. Have they benefited not just from our podcast, from, uh, you know, interviewing with us, but how have they done in terms of traction with investors, with customers, with employees? One of the things that we really wanted to focus on was what can we do to maximize the benefit of the podcast for the entrepreneur? And so the investor community certainly is a place where we want to create awareness. And you're absolutely right, Jillian, that we have to promote. Um, But as we all know, one of the toughest challenges for startups is hiring. And so how do we inspire people to say, hey, I want to go work for that person, right? Or I want to be a customer of that person. I want to be a partner with that person. Um, So that's pretty important to us as well. Um, the, the statistics are pretty interesting. Um, Harlem Capital put together uh, recently a list of 105 companies that they found that had raised venture capital um, founded by uh, Black or Latino or Latinx founders. Um, and they had raised something like $2.7 billion. Um, and so, again, the awareness... Uh, is more of a challenge, I think, than the actuality of the numbers. Uh, And so that's part of what we're trying to do. And the more the merrier is the way I look at it. I don't think that we should have a perspective that, well, this media company is starting to look at this or somebody else is doing a podcast. We are certainly not saturated with um, awareness for uh, underrepresented founders. So I'm pretty happy to be contributing to that. I, I agree with you completely. More is merrier and also better. Uh, we have to take a break now for our sponsors. And after that, we're going to come back and let's talk more with Dan Kihiana about uh, foundersunfound.com. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. 
Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today with Dan Kihanya about his new uh, po- podcast that was launching very soon, and it is called Founders Unfound. Dan, before the break, you were talking about why um, and where you are beginning to find uh, these founders and what numbers support that they are out there and that what we like to call, what others like to call a pipeline problem, we call a broken doorbell problem. But uh, could you tell us a little, <laughs> a little bit more about what you found when you talked to Harlem Capital? Yeah, so there's definitely companies out there. So there's some uh, that sort of get the bulk of the notoriety, so to speak. So Tristan Walker's company, Walker & Co., which recently sold to Procter & Gamble. Um, Deshaun Amara's company called Maven. Um, there's a company called Blavity, which is uh, sort of the huff post uh, for black culture. Um, these companies are raising uh, considerable amounts of money. Um, there's also a company called Lend Street, uh, which is uh, raised cl- uh, north of $100 million um, that focuses on credit for people that are o- otherwise um, under-considered by the traditional credit uh, and lending industry. And so these companies focus on what Ross Baird calls in his book, Blind Spot, the kind of the three areas where there's kind of a triple blind spot, which is... Um, what the companies are working on and the markets they're going after, um, who the people are that are founding these companies, and uh, like you mentioned, where they are. And so a majority of venture capital we know is in Silicon Valley. 
and they literally sometimes don't look beyond their own uh, back door or outside the front window for what they're um, willing to consider investing in. And these companies are showing that they're building great businesses that don't fit that mold, that aren't you know, going to school in the Bay Area, that aren't coming out of a technology degree, um, that are still in their young 20s, that come from the traditional networks, uh, social networks that uh, coincide with what venture company, where the venture capitals come from. Uh, and so we're, we're pretty excited that there's lots of opportunities out there and there's lots of companies that are doing great stuff that we're going to hopefully be able to um, get in front of the microphone and interview. Um, um, a, a couple of things, uh, as you talked about this, and I do want to take some time to hear your story as well, because you uh, already launched and sold three companies here. Privilege is about these kinds of assets you've been talking about. It's about education, extraordinary education, and in the right places, right? Uh, we know that uh, almost all venture capital goes to tall, white, American-spoken males from Harvard or Stanford with a baritone voice, and everything else is points off including if you're short or you showed up with a tenor voice, let alone if you showed up in a female body, right? Now, education is there. Access to people in power, people with capital, and having that trust transferred from you to others by the group around you that knows you well. Those are things that are privilege. So I have to ask, Dan, did you experience these kind of funding issues that you're trying to solve for people of color today? And if not, what was your access to privilege that led you to that early capital so that we might replicate that for people who don't necessarily have it in their hands today? Great question. Great, great question. Uh, for me, I mean, I've raised uh, uh, 80 million, something like that, uh, between all the companies in, in private equity. I would not purport to know exactly what's in the minds of every VC that I've ever pitched. So I can't speak specifically to when I might have encountered bias versus they just didn't believe in my business or they didn't feel like we were a good fit. Um, but I can say that I have benefited from expanding my network as much as possible. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to a school that has a great alumni network. I was able to leverage that into my roles in different um, opportunities for advising and investing. So I, I can't emphasize enough the ability to find a network. I think I'm Maybe I have a unique aspect, which is not really that unique anymore in America. It's actually more the common in the, the fact that I have a mixed heritage. And so I've always felt confident and capable of reaching out to anybody, uh, regardless of who they were. Um, and if it's a trust relationship that builds or if it's an acquaintance relationship that materializes, I've always felt pretty comfortable about that. I know that underrepresented founders don't always have that um, confidence and they haven't had enough practice at that um, for lots of different reasons. But I do think the network has helped me quite a bit. And I, I've also had co-founders that are from 
uh, not from underrepresented backgrounds. I think that's also been a obviously a positive uh, element of my yeah. journey for Did sure. You grow up with capital comfort. In other words, was your family at least comfortably well off or even wealthy? My cup, my my family was definitely not wealthy. Um, we were definitely sort of lower middle class. Like I said, my parents, uh, you know, came from modest backgrounds. They emphasized. Um, uh, service, religion, and education, and um, really troubled and tripled down on that for myself and my brothers. And I think that created a good foundation and a good work ethic for me. And uh, they also said, you know, if you want something, if there's an aspiration that you have to get something, you got to go get it. We're not handing you anything. Um, and, you know, there was times when, you know, we had food stamps and welfare and um, my, my parents did their best to provide us with opportunity. And they said, here's the opportunity. What you do with it is up to you. We'll help you as much as we can, but you got to earn it. And so that was the background that I came from. I also, you know, the nature nurture for entrepreneurs, I don't really pretend to be a psychologist, but I know in me, I love, I love the fresh sheet of paper. I love that there's a problem that's not being solved that needs a creative solution. And there isn't really anybody who's come up with the sort of the perfect killer app for it. And so that's, what's drawn me to startups, uh, you know, from an inherent DNA point of view, but I also just love to be around that early stage things are growing you're trying to figure things out you you don't have a map you don't have a guide but you know that there's a destination you want to get to and so that's that's kind of driven me in the entrepreneurial world that's what gets me up in the morning <laughs> that's why we're good friends because we both <laughs> play in the mud and as soon as somebody says do you have a receipt for that did you file that and you go wait you have an HR department Too big. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> right uh, just solving problems early on is uh, always pretty exciting I think we need to take another break now for our sponsors uh, to whom we are very grateful for helping us to uh, have this show on the air and when we come back Dan Think about three really hot tips that you'd like to share with our listeners today, many of whom will be those underrepresented founders as we have listeners all around the world. Um, what would you counsel them to do as they start on their journey? This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy and our guest today, Dan Kiane, with uh, CEO Coach. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Tim. 
Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music. I'm here with my friend Dan and Anne, uh, both friends and colleagues. And Dan, before we took a break, we were talking about the tips that you might provide to our listeners around raising capital, around finding uh, uh, colleagues and co-workers and co-founders, about solving those problems that no one else is addressing. Just having been a founder yourself of mixed background, as you said, not coming from wealth, therefore, if you will, missing a lot of the assets that many founders have, but having some of those assets that you leveraged, where would you start? What's your hottest tip? Great question. So I think the first thing I would say is find and optimize and fully leverage allies. There are lots of people out there who respect hard work, respect coming from modest backgrounds and driving uh, aspirationally for something bigger and wanting to still make an impact on the world. Those people are out there and don't be afraid to reach out to them, to look at, look to them for mentorship, um, obviously potential angel investors, supporters in other ways. Can they introduce each other folks? Can they give you the counsel that you need? So definitely look both within your community, quote unquote, and outside your community. Stretch yourself, push yourself out there. The second thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask for what you think that you deserve. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of psychology and um, uh, research around the fact that people who ask for what they want tend more to get closer to what they want than the people who don't ask. And there's all kinds of things about salary negotiations and, and, uh, and opportunities that people don't get because they don't ask. And I like to say that the answer to the unasked request or question is almost always no. And so sometimes you're gonna get a yes when you ask. And I would say the third thing is this idea of just developing a perseverance muscle 
uh, as a, as a startup founder, this is what you're going to need because you're going to face lots of things that uh, seem like they're impossible things to overcome, and you need that perseverance. I myself am mixed race. I'm, I'm the world views me as an African American, which I'm proud and happy about. Uh, I'm also short. I'm also overweight. Now I'm old and bald. All of those things are things <laughs> that bias enters in when people see me walk in the room. And I know that, but I can't let that define me. I, I have to show that I can be successful. I can be intelligent. I can be determined regardless of those things. And that actually becomes attractive to people. Um, when you show that I'm going to let the, the those things get in the way. I acknowledge that they're there and I want in my own way to try and eliminate those for myself and for others. But how do I persevere? How do I show I'm going to make this thing happen? I'm, I'm up on a passionate mission about something and I'm, I'm going for it and I'm not going to let things get in my way. And I would say that that, that is a, a sexy trait for an entrepreneur and for an underrepresented, underrepresented entrepreneur uh, again, I think it's it's a superpower that shows through and people really respect. I, I would agree. I would say um, that, you know, as we wrap up here, those are really quite brilliant tips to find, optimize, and leverage your allies fully. Uh, not to be afraid to ask for what you think you deserve. I would totally agree. If you don't ask for it, it isn't showing up. So get out there and ask. And to expect an awful lot of no's. If no is a problem, then you've chosen a strange way to make a living. So stay <laughs> the course until you get a yes. And then finally, that development of the perseverance muscle. You don't let your visual appearance, your heritage, or any other attribute become a detriment. You simply own yourself, and then you focus on your passion. And I would agree that's somehow a sexy trait for an entrepreneur, someone who can bring a group of people uh, to their way of thinking about a problem and issue so fully focused that everything else falls to the wayside. Now, that would say, though, that the kind of secret attribute or perhaps asset is the ability to be an extraordinary uh, impactful and perhaps even inspirational speaker and for anybody who's listening I can't emphasize that enough I hear it again and again those who have risen if you will above the pack regardless of whatever background regardless of whatever impediment and even if it is that tall white male this that the next thing only a few of those folks zero it's 0.06% of all companies ever obtain venture capital at the Series A and beyond level, right? And if that's yep. the case, then it's already a moonshot for men. So, you know, yes, it's an order of magnitude for others, but everybody who does it has been able to passionately uh, be, you know, crazy about their own project. But more than that, they were able to express it to others. I would hone that skill more than anything else on the planet. So speaking well, learning to pronounce, to enunciate, to become that speaker, and then, of course, to imbue it with a passion that you feel about your own project. That seems to be the killer piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, having a charismatic ability to sell is so important. And what you mentioned before about how does privilege impact that? Privilege creates confidence. Confidence creates authenticity. Authenticity creates great ability to sell a pitch. And yeah. so they're connected for sure. 
Right. So um, I think before we wrap this show up, please do tell people how to reach you because many of the listeners may want to be on your new podcast. Absolutely. Yes, we have a website, foundersunfound.com. And there's a place where you can sign up both for updates if you just want to be an ally and a partner. And there's also a little form that you can fill out that tells us about you as a startup if you're interested in being a candidate for our podcast. And then we also have Twitter at Founders Unfound. We're also on LinkedIn and Facebook. So you can find us there. Um, and just come be a supporter. We're looking for many early followers, subscribers to help us get going and, and uh, get our mission underway. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us on CEO Coach. We wish you the best with foundersunfound.com and we'll be listening for sure. And it was great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you both so much. This has been great. So that's it for this episode of CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach and also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page, which is called CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.